From the Ticats Audio Network, this is Task and Twos. Hello and welcome to Task and Twos. I'm Luke Tasker and I'm joined by Andy Fantuz, my former teammate and current teammate off the field and uh, in the airwaves, I guess, with the Ticats Audio Network. Uh, Andy, great to see you, man. We are sitting at the precipice of this last push for the regular season here and the Ticats are coming off of a huge win. That was great to see. Great to join you and uh, Louis B in the post game uh, this week. Excited for uh, excited for the team to uh, to go to Edmonton. Yeah. Which, by the way, this year, you know, we always had you and I had great games in Edmonton. I actually loved playing in that city. The uh, and we'll get into some of the some of the best ones of that uh, shortly here. But man, the Ticats are are in my opinion sitting in an unbelievable place in the last month of the season here. Edmonton is similar to Ottawa, really dealing with some some struggles and again the the phrase keep a losing team losing uh uh you know is big this week and then and they kind of have everything in their own uh you know in 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 the everything's for the taking uh, in this last month and you look at Montreal for instance and they have a different looking last four weeks of this season they have Winnipeg twice <laughs> which is just brutal and then of course Hamilton gets the gets a chance to to uh, play Toronto again ahead so exciting last month here man yeah, team teammates for life, brother. And uh, what, yeah. <laughs> what was that word you used there? Precipice? Uh, yeah, did, did I botch that? I don't know. Precipice? No. I don't know. Definition <laughs> of that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it's exactly, so yeah, it's exactly where you want to be, man. Like going into that last, last stretch and kind of controlling your own destiny. And yeah, exactly. if, if Montreal, you know, beats Winnipeg twice, even if Hamilton wins out, then they kind of deserve first, but. Um, that's a tough road to, to climb and um, yeah playing in Edmonton was, was great like huge stadium just just the facilities there are, are incredible and I know it's not as new as it used to be of course but um, yeah I played some regular season games there that had over 60,000 people so yeah. it was uh, it was it was a great place to play it's amazing uh, Jeremiah last week was I can't remember what the last thing was. Maybe it was 25 of 28 or something, something very uh, impressive like that. He had an unbelievable completion percentage, which brings me to, of course, you'll remember uh, the 23 straight uh, completions by Jeremiah that year that, and I think it was, uh, it was you and me, you and myself. And then uh, Chad Owens, it was the year Chad Owens was with us as well. And like, I think you and I both probably had seven catches in that string of 23 straight completions and the greatest comeback in Ticats history. That was a great, that was an awesome Edmonton game. <laughs> yeah. We had some highlight reel catches too, uh, both of us. And then I think we were outdone though by Chad's catch on yeah. the two point conversion, that one handed corner route. Like, Oh, was that, that was a two point conversion, huh? That was a two point conversion. Yeah. Wow. But, we had uh, I had one of the classic Tasker like fades where I completely twisted all the way around and caught it over the other yeah. side of the shoulder and you had two one touchdowns right two touchdowns yeah I punted one with my left foot and one with my right foot I remember oh yeah right oh up to yeah scoreboard. <laughs> <laughs> right up into I, the, to the sweets I don't think I had a touchdown that game but I remember I had like ten or eleven catches or something like that and and Jeremiah I remember running like a dig escape and like my defender was 
like tur- turning around, twisting everywhere, and and Sully just put one right. Like it was so sweet, man. Like it, that, that kind of drive. Like we were just like left and right. It's like you couldn't go wrong. And I and for what you and I have been talking about all year, just taking what you can get sometimes on little Oscar routes, little option routes. That that game was man. We were we were just all over the place. Five yards or fifty yards, we were catching everything. Yeah, that was such a fun game to be a part of, and those games always are. I, I remember we went straight to the airport after, and uh, and the ownership was so happy. Like I, we went yeah. to that that restaurant in the, in the airport, and Scott bought everyone's bill. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, "This is this is this is a fun this is a fun little experience." <laughs> I, I, Zoli was just out of control. I think. Oh. he couldn't miss, and uh, and Amazing. you know whether whether we were open or contested. Um, you know, sometimes receivers got to make plays too. And, and everybody was just on fire that game. Yeah, we were doing it. The, uh, it, it's awesome that that was not that it broke those both records, the, uh, the consecutive completions with Jeremiah. And then also the biggest, the biggest tie cat, uh, comeback. I think it was like fifth in the CFL for greatest comebacks, but, uh, still, I mean, just a awesome memory in Edmonton and, you know, Edmonton was by no means, uh, you know, a, a bad team that year. We, it, it was, it was just awesome to go out west and win like that. That was one of the highlights of my career for sure. Yeah, no doubt, man. Uh, but yeah, we're coming into that final stretch and uh, another exciting day on the weekend coming up here. And too bad we didn't have a, a game for, with a bunch of costumes, but we had some fun <laughs> Halloween Halloween parties and uh, and games in our day, didn't we? Oh, this is uh, I, this is where we're entering one of your favorite times of year right now. Not only the playoffs, but uh, Andy Fantuz is a is a Halloween I don't know connoisseur expert or I don't know I don't know what the the term is, but the uh, but yeah, you always were the uh, driving force behind the Halloween spirit in the Ticats locker room for sure. Well, I you and Dave Stala because I remember I only was I was only fortunate enough to play one year with with Stala, but uh, I've heard many stories of the costumes he would come into the facilities with uh, clowns and all the rest painted face and everything. But you, every year you were throwing Halloween parties. It was awesome. Yeah. They, um, before my time with the cats, they had a big, a big Halloween party with a costume contest. And I remember Dave had, he, he dressed up as a statue the one year and was completely <laughs> painted with a box around his feet and just gold with a bat. And he just stood still and yeah. uh, epic costume. But, yeah, I had some good ones in my day. I remember when you and uh, and Jenna came to to my house as Star Trooper and uh, and uh, yeah, and Princess Layla. <laughs> oh yeah, Stormtrooper and Leia. That was a good one. I uh, the last year. Let's see. Jeez, oh, I can't remember what season it was. Be two thousand eighteen, whatever. Two thousand seventeen. But you you hosted that big party at like one of the houses with all the rookies in like Hamilton in downtown Hamilton. It was effectively like a frat house, but. <laughs> I was a Harlem Globetrotter and then Jenna was a referee with like her pregnant belly was the basketball. <laughs> I think you were, Th- I think you were Thor that year. I want to say I was he man, he man. And, and oh, she man. <laughs> there, man, there it is. Yeah. For that one. I made a, it was, yeah, uh, there we go. That was a great party. Deck, deck, deck the whole frat house. And yeah. It was basically just an empty canvas. Right. And so we had oh. decorations everywhere. We had DJ fog machines, uh, awesome. All that, and and then although at the at the one at the house we were, I was I was Scarecrow and Amanda was Dorothy. And remember Zach came as a yellow crayon. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Somebody and, was our uh, 
somebody was a minion there too. Maybe it was Nicole or something like that. Yeah. But, uh, that's great, man. That that's the kind of stuff that like it sticks with you forever. Like honestly, those kind of those kind of team bonding moments, like that was part of that was part of your uh, leadership as a player. Is just that, man. We were we we always liked like that's part of the CFL, man. I I just the away games, the 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 parties and the and the camaraderie that's just what made it made a such a memorable career for me it was great <laughs> you know who else is uh bakari grant i feel like bakari i want to say i saw him like candy cane tape his like legs or something like that on halloween like at practice like on the field like like some kind of like uh i don't know some halloween tape job on his helmet or something like that i can't exactly remember but he certainly uh he certainly got into the spirit as well yeah, he he sure did. Remember when you guys, you and Bakari, used to tape your shoes, uh, like it make them look like uh, like like sneakers, like football. Oh, or, the or best Jordan one is thing? 2014 Grey Cup when we were. I don't know why we did this or wherever we had to bus to practice for the for the Grey Cup in. I think it was uh, Vancouver, or uh, it, it might be the 2013 Grey Cup. Now I'm remembering the, but Bakari Grant taped his cleats <laughs> like so like so perfectly like i mean he took the entire bus ride to do this and he made his football cleats look like they were jordan slides like jordan flip-flops <laughs> and he i remember he got out of the bus and went up to coach austin and said coach i'm so sorry i forgot my cleats <laughs> ken, ken austin like classic ken goes bakari ah, <laughs> you can't forget your cleats <laughs> so he's so upset so mad he's thinking he's gonna have to send drew back to the locker room at the hotel to get the Picard's like coach 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 i'm just kidding these are i taped them <laughs> yeah that's that was in uh, that was saskatchewan because we had to bust out to moose jaw for that indoor facility oh that's and true then, yeah moose it was jaw, like yeah. minus 35 all week long frostbite and, yeah. uh, so we had to get at least one offensive practice in that's <laughs> great stuff man twos i'm thinking last week we did a little coach rundown okay we talked through coach and tommy or Co tommy and uh coach o and you and i have an interesting span of years in the cfl we sort of in my opinion and this is debatable but i think that that our two careers combined conjoined what is like old school cfl football the days of well <laughs> the old school football and into this new era when we both kind of came into the Tim Hortons field and the new, we have played with a lot of characters and a lot of great teammates and a lot of funny stories. This Halloween brings up some, but give me, give me a good one. Give the, give Ticat fans a good one of your career, of your, of your young days, uh, a, a good player story. Okay. Yeah. I got a great one. So you talked about old school. So the days before social media, um, yeah, exactly. Name Scott Schultz. He's uh, a Plaza of Honor member for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, defensive yeah. tackle. Just a hilarious, hilarious guy all around, uh, vocal. Um, and anyway, he was he was the joker in the locker room. And we had a we had a ping pong table right in the locker room that year. And we had a big tournament set up. And uh, even the Coaches were in it. So Danny Barrett was one of the highest ranked ping pong players. And so was Richie Hall, who is still coaching in the league. He's, uh, you know, he's the DC in, um, in Winnipeg there. And so we went through this tournament and uh, I ended up playing coach Danny Barrett in the semifinals. And Richie Hall was playing Scotty Gordon, who was the number one ranked player in the team. 
And, uh, and anyway, Scotty, Scotty won and I won. And so we're going to the finals and it was the next morning before practice. So everybody's huddled around and there was one person like with an old school camera from like the media office that was actually videoing it, but everyone's huddled around the table and we're going at the ping pong. And then out of nowhere comes this 300, like Scott Schultz, he's 300 pounds. He's bald. He's, you know, got a big frame, obviously. And he just comes out and he starts streaking around the locker room, <laughs> completely butt naked. And <laughs> everybody's going crazy. He's like trying to hug us, hug me and, and Scotty, the players. And we're just like, get out of here. And it was all on, uh, it was all on like this, not today's day and age, like Snapchat yeah, or anything. It was on camera. Yep. And, um, oh, it was just like one of those things that you just, you'll never forget. Right. And, and I think that's, you can't do things like that anymore in today's day and age. Man, it's, that's just so classic. I, we, uh, we, uh, maybe we'll do a weekly update with a good uh, player story from, from both of our, uh, times. Cause that's just, that's just the, the most memorable stuff of a career is these guys who, you know, just make a team what, what a team is, but to your, that's great. Cause you brought the ping pong tradition to Hamilton and the, uh, man, the year where we had the most sort of activity in the, in the ping pong tournament that the whistle would blow after practice. And like, it would be like you and me. And like, I want to say Kerry Coke was there. Uh, Matt Coates. We'd be like, guys, we got to go. We got to get to the ping pong table before anybody else gets to the table. It's like a, a, a race after practice to get first name on the list for ping pong. But that's the best stuff, man. That's when a team's at its finest is when you're racing off of the field to, <laughs> and just keep yeah. uh, getting better all around. Yeah. Ping pong. You had a football. leaderboard that year with like 32 oh, yeah. players. And some players got uh, relegated off of the rankings for because coaches and staff were part of it too. Ah, uh, true. So true. you can make you can move up as many as three ranks by winning one game, or down <laughs> as many as three. Oh. And uh, you know, like you had to play someone within like five ranks of you. Uh, so that was that was pretty epic that year. We had some good players, and um, you know, it's it's a good workout, and it's. Great, great for your hand-eye coordination and uh, and oh yeah, and warming up for like a work like to go and train after you can just play fifteen minutes of ping pong and your body's definitely warm and ready to go. Hundred percent. So. You, I, you and I had some had some unbelievable ping pong matches. Like I had to be, if I had a chance to beat you, I needed to be like already in a full sweat, stretched, like warmed up because I had to play with like all my athleticism because <laughs> of just that vicious backhand of Andy Fantuz. But. Uh, <laughs> Well, good stuff, man. The uh, we'll we'll go back to this uh, weekly because this is uh, this is fun uh, fun material. But uh, let's call it. Let's get ready for the game this weekend, Ticat fans. If you're willing to stay up this this late, we'll see you uh, at the uh, in the midnight hours uh, on Friday for the Ticats uh, out uh, in Edmonton. So, twos, looking forward to seeing you uh, for the broadcast, and uh, have a good one, brother. See you, Tash. Task and twos. Like and subscribe to hang with them weekly.